Hey, and welcome to another episode of No Plans to Merge, the podcast where two full stack developers talk about developing the full stack. Fully. I'm Caleb Porzio. I'm Daniel Colborn. How's it going, D. Cole? It's going great. Uh, I'm uh, I'm here. I'm in my home, as are you, in as yours. As am I. Um, and uh, I'm ready to do some podcast. Yeah. I hear a dog shaking. Shaking off uh, the winter blues. I'm going to take her collar off so she'll be less jingly. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, musical week. Musical week for you. Musical week for me. Uh, so last episode we made a promise to our listeners. We or did a pro- some sort of a some sort of a bet with our listeners, I'd say. Yeah. Or, or a, tr- a double dog dare. Yeah. It it was a thank you, a mm-hmm. thank you promise, a future, a mm-hmm. thank you future. Um, if if you rated us on iTunes, then we would not bribe you to rate us. You would just rate us out of your own goodwill. And then and, out of our gratitude. And then out of our gratitude, we would uh, record. Well, Decole was going to sing, sing like, Daniel, 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 Dan, like that sort of thing. Um, uh-huh. And then I, I said I would grab a guitar and sing a pop song with your name in it. Um, right. So I totally forgot about this. And we double recorded. So it was two weeks before it came out. Right. And and I'm just sitting there, look at the Twitter notification from Jason Beggs, and it's like, hey, recorded her. I forget what it even said, but he's like, yeah, I, re- I uh, reviewed you guys on iTunes, and I didn't we're, really think anything of it. Yeah. And then I'm just sitting there like, wait, like, didn't we did promise we, something? Did we promise something? <laughs> it's pretty, it's funny how quickly I almost completely forgot. So then I messaged Decol and was like, hey, I think we promised something. Yeah. And I had to go back and listen to hear what it was. Um, and it was songs. And it was songs. And so you made a song, and then everyone loved. Everyone loved it. A couple said, people. You're, you're a very good singer. Liked, uh, liked the song, which yeah. I knew because I was I was uh, treated with some some singing at my wedding from Mr. Porzio, <laughs> and I had already found his secret YouTube channel. So, oh uh, boy, <laughs> so someone else found the, the secret yeah, YouTube channel. That. Yeah. Um, and I probably uh, said, "Take that tweet down." You take, take that down take right it. now. <laughs> um, so I I told Hannah about this yesterday, and she thought it was really funny. And then and I said, "I think I think we should just keep it going." And she's like, she was really cautioning me. She she was like getting very nervous. She's like, "No, people, you're gonna have what? You can't promise that. Like, you're gonna have to do hundreds of them." I'm like, "Okay, <laughs> I don't think that's gonna happen. If it did." that would be great i think by you know right yeah that's the so, thing that's those are good problems yeah so the offer still stands if you're interested in um in hearing me sing or decol sing about you <laughs> then uh, rate us on itunes here's, and tweet at us here's the thing i'm only gonna sing when caleb becomes so overworked by these songs <laughs> that he no longer wants to do it because he's a much better singer than i am and I'm gonna have to go borrow a guitar. So <laughs> you could don't you have at. some sort of MIDI setup? You could just use the like oh, virtual keyboard on your on like GarageBand or something. I've got some like uh, I've got some weird little beats I've made in like a DAW. Oh, nice! I could use those. I could I could like hum along to them like in sort of a European way. I love it. <laughs> I I don't know how Europeans hum. Have you ever listened to Robin? No. 
Robin's great, like Swedish pop. Okay. Um, but she does like a lot of like sort of like intense whispering, intense <laughs> whispering, <laughs> like so uh, like Imogen Heap. Uh, yeah, not not unlike Imogen Heap. Yeah. Okay. okay. Um, good stuff, D. Cole. Uh, so yeah, mm. musical week, good times there. How have you been? Cal. I've been good, man. I'm still in React Native world. Um, I uh, I think uh, I've got like a... You ever have like a big refactor brewing? Sure. You know? You're time. not there yet, you yeah. know? But you're like, Just I've got a big refactor see what happens. kind of brewing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, mostly right now it's like uh, Deliver. Right, I'm in deliver mode, yeah. but I, I I see a moment. I think Monday, where I'm gonna do a bigger factor. Yeah, and uh, the bigger factors, I'm gonna make a lot of functional components out of class components, uh, and I'm going to use React Hooks API, mm. uh, and it's gonna be beautiful. That is beautiful. Yeah. Um. So, talk to me about the refactoring from class components to functional components with hooks i my understanding of hooks is from a dan abramov blog post i read where Mm -hmm. he sort of it's actually a killer blog post i Mm -hmm. i threw it in my newsletter one week but um yeah so i i think i i think i get the concept but hooks hooks at least they're not in view yet right like they're coming in view i don't know so most people in view are not familiar with the concept of hooks sure so let's talk about them let's talk about um so there's three primary hooks, right? And yep. they are uh, use context, use state, and use effect. Okay. Um, forget about context for now. Yeah. Um, so use state is this really cool thing. So using array destructuring, yep. uh, you basically would say something along the lines of like curly brace thing and comma set thing, close curly brace equals use state whatever right use state thing gotcha and so you net what happens is this use state thing returns an object with both the value of a piece of state yeah and the setter yeah for that piece of state okay yeah um and so you no longer what you used to have to do was put a constructor in your thing that accepts props then call super props uh, which to me, I always in my head here. What super is super props? props? Just the props of the, like it's like calling parent props or whatever. So you you're in a component in a child component. A prop gets passed in. In view, you access the prop by saying this dot, whatever the prop is, and it just works. You know, right? right, right. So you know how like in. Uh, you know how like in the setup method of a php unit test you have to call like parent setup yeah yep it's basically the same thing so in the constructor of a react component you have to call the uh if you get props you have to then call super why um and pass them to the parent just because that's just because it's it's not classes (laughs) wait 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 wait. right okay wait in this this React component. So the only time I've used super, like if I'm using just plain JavaScript ES6, you have a class, yep. and I'm to- and if you extend another class, mm-hmm. then 
in your constructor, you have to call super for the parent to instantiate. Right, because you're basically overwriting the constructor by declaring your own constructor. Right. Oh, I get it. Because in every React component, you're extending a base React component. That's correct. So you have to call so, super. Isn't talk? You're not talking to the parent component. You're talking to the the parent just, class, which is React. Yeah, you're just like component. I need to continue the scaffolding. Right. And to do okay. that, I need that to, is you know one of those. That's one of those React boilerplate things where React people probably like it because they're like. This is real JavaScript. You're actually using JavaScript. But it is you gross. people are like, oh, that's gross. Like, yeah. Right. Well, it is gross. I think everyone knows it's gross. But um, and so one of the nice things about functional components is you don't have to have a constructor. OK. Um, and because you don't have to have a constructor, you don't have to put super props in your. Gotcha. In your right. Life. OK. Right. But so functional components. How do you access props from a functional component? Uh, so they're just passed in as an argument. An argument into, so your function is just a function that takes oh, one right, argument right, called right, props. Right. Okay, um, cool. And a functional it's just JavaScript. I don't know if anyone's let you know. <laughs> uh, fu- okay, so a function, a functional component in React, uh-huh. is a function, and uh-huh. a normal component in React is a class. Correct. And a functional component, like what is the syntax? Is it like function? Yep. So it's name? like uh, so picture like a like a fat arrow function yep. right yep so it'd be like const um podcast episode yep equals fat arrow function that takes one um one argument which is called props okay um and then there's a function and so the return statement of that function is essentially the render method gotcha um and then you can declare functions inside of functions um, you can access the props, obviously. So from a functional React component, you could return um, JSX. There's no render method. You're just returning... You just return JSX. JSX, yeah. Okay. Um, and so it basically works for everything. The only things... The only places where you can't use a functional component are places where you need state or places, places where you need event lifecycle methods. Gotcha. Um, or places that need like static properties for bad reasons, which I can get into later. Okay. Um, Hold up. Before before we talk hooks, as uh-huh. as it is right now, in my mind, functional components are basically blade includes for React. Uh, like you know how yeah. in Vue, like one of my complaints with creating an entire app and a front end in Vue is like there's so many things that are just really well suited for snippets and like includes and stuff. Yep. And there's no such thing as an include. There's only components. And every component has its own, you know, overhead with props and um, and all that stuff. So an- anyway, but so a React function is just at its purest. It's just it's just a like a reusable thing. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like it's a blade include. It, it also has JavaScript in it, right? So like I can still uh, have methods and what do those methods my, do? Because there's no state whatever. in the functional component. Right. But a lot of times you're modifying like parent state. You're modifying something that was passed into you. Sure. Um, but so you might be doing some math and then passing a different value Gotcha. Up. Right, right, right. Okay. Yep. Right. So it's like, cool. it's still very much JavaScript. You just don't have state. And so what the use state hook does right. is give you state in functional components. 
Okay. Um, which means you no longer... That was the big reason why people were writing class components on one hand and then also some functional components, right? A lot of people prefer functional components, but they couldn't write them all the time because often they need state. Yeah. Um, why do people prefer functional components? Just they're cleaner, cleaner. Cleaner looking. They're nicer. Yeah. They are. They feel more portable. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, it's just less lines of code. It's yeah. just everything. Uh-huh. It's just a nicer way to do things, okay. in my yeah. opinion. There's opinions very greatly, but in my opinion, they're nicer. Um, and so you always needed to, if you had state, you had to write a class component. And so some people would try and like write these really thin class components that were just about state management and then pass all of that into functional components as props. Oh, okay. You know, yeah. people uh-huh. would do all kinds of different things. Um, and so what hooks do is basically allow you to use array destructuring to get the value and setter of a piece of state. Um, and, and it's so, not a, or the array destructuring thing is not important. That might be helpful to note. Like right, right. It's not, not. It's not important except that it's like this beautiful one line piece of code. Right, right. That, but but that conceptually, is like the convention. A hook is just a global function that you have at, or you import it from react uh-huh. it's a function this use state function that returns, returns to you an object with two things yeah a value and a, a value and a function you can call to set that value correct interesting okay go on um and so what's great about that is there's no longer this dot set state which was sort of the uh react way of setting state right right so you say this set state, and then you pass in an object, which is merged into your state. Yep. Okay. Um, now, you can just call, right? So say I have like a um, episode name and set episode name method yep. that's returned from a use state hook. Yep. I just call set episode name, right? Yeah. I don't have to say this dot set state episode name uh, sure. does PHP suck, right? Sure. Um, and so... And you're also not calling name. You're just saying episode name because that's the name of the variable, right? So all of your code, all of those long, like, strings to get a single value where you're saying this.state. You know, like, yeah, it just takes all of your JSX and, like, makes it fatter, you know? Yep. And now all of your JSX is back down to just having the names of the things that it needs. This is this is very interesting to me. I want to continue exploring the concept of understanding hooks like internally better. But mm-hmm. quick comment on like React in general that that uh, like in Vue there is no set state. I mean there is this money sign set that no one ever uses. Mm-hmm. But you just say this dot whatever the property is and then equals whatever, and it mm-hmm. handles all the observation underneath. Yep. You don't have to worry about it. Where React it's a little more on the surface. So there's the syntax is just uglier and more verbose um so that's funny that like the main driver behind functional components in react is cleanliness and the main driver behind hooks is also cleanliness like um, brevity and in Vue, we've we've sort of had those things i don't think the main driver behind hooks is cleanliness okay although it that's one of well if you look at dan abramoff's um abramoff's react conf talk Okay. About introducing hooks. Yeah. There's it's and it's like it's very you know the Steve Jobs talk where he's like, a phone 
a full screen video iPod, and an internet communicator. A phone, a full screen video iPod, an internet communicator. Sure. And it spins, and he's like, it's all one product. Um, it was very much like that, in that he was like, here's the problems. And I forget exactly what the three things were, but one of them was callback hell of passing in handlers as props. Yep. Um, another one which was, is created by using functional components that don't they can't manage state on their own uh not just that it's just created by trying to avoid using uh events or global state right yeah um, okay and and then the other thing was um the other thing was i think like the design of your code right like better code and then the third thing what I, I forget the three things but look at them but there there are these three things that are sort of like it's one of those things where like if you lengthen one side it shortens the other two sides mm-hmm. of this triangle right mm-hmm. it's like mm-hmm. it's like oh well like you can try and like avoid using global state but then you're back and call back hell mm-hmm. right or you can you know and it's like it's this thing where like he sort of explains like using react as it currently exists like you could fix two of these problems and make the last one terrible. Um, gotcha. Okay. And so their introduction of hooks was essentially because hooks have a use context hook. Yeah. Um, which we're not going to spend a ton of time talking about because it'll get too deep too quick and I don't fully understand it yet. Okay. Um, because they have a use context hook, uh, you can essentially have functional components that also have access to a global state um in them and then oh and then the lifecycle events hook this is really cool the use effects hook so in uh in react there for a long time there was a uh there have been sort of lifecycle event methods that every class every component class had okay like uh for example uh component will receive props right or i hate compo- those methods by the way i mean that i i'm really gonna try not to um what's what's the word for like uh like axe grinding on on like turning i'm not gonna like pull this into view versus react the whole time well that's what i do whenever you're talking about view so that's true but but those event hook names are you know where like view matches in my mind like the the otwellian lifecycle like model model events like creating Uh created updating Uh updated instead of like model is creating just yeah, so you yeah, know yeah, the, naming, <laughs> like, the naming yeah um and where like view views life cycles are like mounted created mounted um destroyed uh, so a- anyway before update and then update where reacts i first time i saw this i was like are you joking that's disgusting yeah. okay go on so use effect is a new hook okay um and I, none of these are like super new it's just i'm just finding out about them yeah yeah um but they, so these all effect, came out at the same time right and they're relatively new uh they all came there was a version of context before, but okay. Now, now that hooks exist, context is cooler. Yeah. Okay. Um, but uh, anyway, there's a um, there's a new hook called use effect, okay. which you can just call on your functional component. So before, functional components didn't have access to lifecycle methods. Right. Right. So if you need yep. to do something on component will update, like you can't define that function here. Yep. Right. Um, and so the lifecycle methods now are basically replaced with the use effect hook which uh takes one or two arguments 
The first argument is a callback function, um, which is something to do. Okay. Um, and then the second thing is an optional array of which methods you want it to do it on. So if you don't pass it, it does it basically every time the component updates props or state or is going to re-render or you gotcha. know whatever. Anytime the function um, runs, it will run. Right. Which, and then you can okay. You can pass an optional array that basically says um do this anytime it's a this type of event. What so you're passing in an array of strings that say like a string that's like updated. So it's like use effect and you pass in the behavior and then mm-hmm. the second parameter is an array of lifecycles hook strings or yeah basically so they're like react global stat like um constant type things right um okay and so you can if you just pass in an empty array it will only happen once the first time the the component oh ranges. interesting okay right and then if you pass in uh I, I don't remember exactly what the names of the strings are um but it, say you pass in like you know, props. Mm-hmm. It's it's actually not a it's actually not a list of lifecycle events. It's a it's a list of dependencies. Um, and so it's like when any of these things change. And but but it are you passing in a string? Like, is it a string? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And so you could pass in like props, and uh, as a string, else. right. And then if that changes, I think it's as a string. It might actually be the variable. I haven't done this. Uh, this is all the, the refactor I'm planning. So I'm like oh, learning okay. these things quickly. Sure. Um, React hooks use effect. I'm going to read docs because I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to mislead the people, but I'm fairly sure the, um, that you pass in like which lifecycle methods you want to use, but I'm going to double check it. Insert Jeopardy music. And we're back. The docs were too complicated to read <laughs> while recording a podcast. Okay. <laughs> There's a lesson here. I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. Uh, All right, the answer that's fine. Is, the answer is either a string or an object. Who knows? I okay. mean, everything's an object in JavaScript, right? Let's just say it's an object. <laughs> are strings? Those strings are out. Well, strings yeah. Strings are okay. objects. They well, got a prototype. When you type of string or when you type uh-huh. of, you know, it tells you string. But uh-huh. then if you type of uh, like an array, it tells you object. Uh-huh. But then if you do array dot like is array or something, mm-hmm. it tells you true if it's an array, false if it's mm-hmm. an object. I don't know. JavaScript is so wonky. Anyway. If you type of Ziggy, it tells you string. Oh, yeah. How'd you do that? Just extend. I stole the string prototype and I said, uh, give me that. That's my prototype now. Gotcha. Wow. Yeah. That's a ballsy move. Yeah. Good for you. 
I wanted it to be string accessible, and I wanted Vue to stop treating it like it wasn't a string. JavaScript needs a way that uh-huh. you can modularly or isolatedly mm-hmm. um, extend base prototypes, like primitive prototypes. Uh-huh. So, like, I want to be able to write a package that extends the string prototype, but only within my domain. That doesn't, like, mess with the string prototype for every package that the user is using. Uh-huh. I just wanted to make um, that known that I think that would but, be ridiculously cool. I mean, you could kind of do that. How? Well, you just have to not call it the string prototype, right? But I like, so let's say I, I create a package. Mm, that's see what you're saying. What? I, I, I understand it, I think. Well, even if, all right, let, let's say like not even forget about uh, somebody using the package. Let's say I'm writing a package. Let's call it, um, I don't know, Livewire or something like that. And whatever, <laughs> and I'm I call some like uh, dom node dot get attribute, and I pass in like um, href or something, and it gives me a string back. I would love it if that string had stuff that I assigned to it already. You know, yep, that would be dope. Like, but that that's not how it works because like if I was writing my own like node application, I'm yeah. I'm about to step where I don't belong. But if I was writing my own node application and I extended a string prototype, I would feel more comfortable because I own all the code, you know, right, and I could right, use right, it right. throughout my whole application. The only risk would be breaking someone else's library, which I would take that risk because I have tests and I know it works. Yep. But writing a third party library, I can't do that. And right. I feel like that would just be so cool. So if there was a way to be like, begin string override and then end string override, I don't know. Right, so right, cool. right, right. Yeah, that would be very cool. Um, I think the, yeah, well, you could kind of, I mean, what you could do is you could just wrap all these strings in a method that turned them into a different prototype that was basically string extended with extra methods. That's what I do. That's what you do now? Yeah. <laughs> I wrap elements, well, not strings, but like like nodes, like DOM element nodes, whatever those are. Oh, and then you like basically you have like access query selector. Um, yeah, I want a bunch of extra stuff on them. So I wrap them in this like LiveWire element class that gives them all this extra behavior, but then, uh, then I have to forward behavior, you know, because I still want it to behave like a normal element where you can do like dot get attribute or like dot class list or something like that. Certainly. So and there's no good way to forward, to my knowledge, in JavaScript classes like there is in PHP. You could just magic get, and then like forward, right? Like decorate, you know. There's no easy way to decorate, as far as I know. JavaScript. Sure. Anyway, tangent. Have you, uh, have you been finding yourself happy with your progress on Livewire? Yes, and no. <laughs> yes, the, dude. We, I, I want to hear about. It. I need an update, man. Are we ready to move off hooks, or just should we make this a giant? Yeah, tangent? yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah we no, should I return to, to hooks. Move off hook. Okay. I mean, there's not much more to say except that. I, there's a huge, like, I've decided it's the right way to work. Okay. Um, yeah. For me, especially, in this project, especially. Yeah. There's only one place. So you can't use static properties on classes with okay. with functional components. The only place I have static properties on my classes is in the screens, um, which have a static property for all the navigation options because of React Navigation, um, which is a third-party library that just demands that you have them 
okay. which is annoying. But the screams aren't the aren't where all the stuff happens. Like we have sub components that do all of it. Yeah. Um. So I'm just gonna leave the screams as classes. There's like five yep. of them. Yep. Um. And then I think everything else I'm gonna refactor to functional components. Interesting. Static static properties in a how how typical is it to see a static property in a React class? It struck me as a bad idea. I mean, it seems like kind of cool because it's like, whoa, you could have your own little global state thing here with just a static property, right? Like every instance of that component on the page would share that. Yeah. Yes, and. That's um, pretty cool. Yes, and it's like mad hard to uh, access. Really? Like, okay, so say you have, for example, like say you have a header, right? And it's like a classic like iPhone app header where there's like a title and then there's a button on the left and a button on the right. Yep. Right? Yep. Um, How do you set the callback for the button? How do you set the callback for the button? What do you mean? Oh, because it's... All right. So you you pass it in as a prop. You pass it in as a prop. Right. Okay. So here's here's what this looks like, right? So you have a class that is like your screen, right? Yeah. And then you have a static property called navigation options. Okay. And then under that, you have a header left, a header right, sure. and a title, right? Yeah. And so you set header left and you return some JSX from that. Yeah. That, say, calls a component that is a button. Okay. Right? Yeah. Um, And then you want to say like on press, right? Yep. So you say on press. Now you can't access any of the um any of the methods in your in the screen component. In the screen component. Right. Right? And so the way that you have to end up doing this is you do component will update or sorry, component I think it's component did update is the correct lifecycle method to use. Um in your component and then you bind your your handler method to the navigation params. Oh boy! Which get passed in from above the right. whole thing. So you have to do oh this weird loop around to pass a callback right. into this static component, which is terrible. So um, if, if you had a list, like if you had a page like GitHub notifications, where it just shows a bunch of notifications. Um, mm-hmm. and there's like the mark is red button. And when you click it, let's just pretend that all the things underneath it turn to a loading state. Right. Right. So let's say you have a wrapper component. Oh, you don't even need a wrapper component. Let's say that each, each like list item that's about to be marked as red. So each like notification is a component that has a static property called is loading. Mm-hmm. If one of them sets is loading to true, they're all true. Right. Oh, I don't know. Oh, <laughs> okay. Isn't that how like a static? That's not the that's well, not the relevant problem for me though. Okay. Well, I I don't I, know. I'm just thinking that that's super interesting, and now I'm wondering. In Vue, you don't you don't, don't make classes in Vue. They're they're true. object literals for components. So yeah. you you and you can't have static stuff in object literals. So if you could, if you could make a class, Vue component, add a static property for something. I don't see why you wouldn't be able to use it as a global state, which would be pretty sweet. Yeah, and people do that. People like 
sometimes just declare variables and use them as global state if they're not going to change that much, okay. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, so the issue the issue I'm having is, like, it's just about, like, when you have access to things, yeah, right? Sure. And, like, statics are, like, the lowest level, like, close to the metal, like this is just a variable on a class like you're going to have access to this immediately so it's going to instantiate before the react component boots and all the other stuff i got happens. you so why why use a static interesting i wouldn't because, i wouldn't hold if on. i designed this project <laughs> in this in react component so in a javascript yeah. es6 class uh-huh you can't you can't declare properties like you can on a php class you have to set them in the constructor right not no this is just unless they're but hold on this is outside the constructor right right right. so i'm saying that in php if you were writing this react component in php you wouldn't be using in this instance as i understand it you wouldn't be using a static property you would be using Mm -hmm. a normal property Mm -hmm. because normal properties get booted up outside of the constructor right away you just declare them right where in javascript only static properties are declared that way i don't i don't know if that's true or not but I believe okay. you. But then static properties in JavaScript have all these other characteristics. They're actually static properties. So that other, like you can access them on just the, problem, the class. The problem for me isn't anything except for the fact that it gets booted up right away outside the constructor. Gotcha. That's, that's that the, the missing link problem. for me. Interesting. Um, and because that's the case, uh, essentially it has no access to, like it's not, I'm not working from within a React component anymore. Right? I'm working from like, the same file sure, as you're a React component, from a, a JavaScript class, Com- right? JavaScript, that, uh, yeah, that doesn't have access to any of its stuff. Uh, yeah, right. You know. Yep. And uh, so yeah, it's just it's just this really crazy thing where like, what I want to do is, you know, button on press this dot show filters. Right. Yeah. So, like, I've got a filters button in this header that just opens like a list of filters. Yeah. It's just a modal that opens and closes. Yeah. Right. Um, so all I want to do is this dot show filters on press, but I can't do that because I can't access show filters yet. Can you lay out this example in its simplest form? Yeah. So I think I think this is it. Right. So it's like I have a class called uh, post list. Right. Post list. Okay. Um, it's like a parent then, component. Right. It, it's just a it's just a screen in a navigation. Okay. Right. It's just a list of posts. Right. A list of posts. And then I've got a thing that's like a list of filters for those posts. You know. Okay. Um, and I just want to show and hide this modal. That's all I want to do. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, show and hide and what so modal? The filters. The modal that contains the filters. Right. So the filters list. Is like I'm losing track here of how many components there are. Right. So there's a screen, right? That Can has... we put it in terms of not React Native? <laughs> Just sure. to remove one extra unknown. Sure. So we're on a web page. We're on a web page. Yeah. Right. Uh we're on the, Titan's the... blog and there's a list of posts. You're getting so uh-huh. mad. There's a list of posts and then there's like filtering posts up top above the list of posts. Sure, but Let's say that that filtering posts was like something that needed to be shown and hidden. Okay. Yep. Right. That's that's the real situation. Okay. The content of the posts. Cool. Yep. Component doesn't matter at all. Right. Mm-hmm. The only thing that matters is there's a main parent component that is the screen. 
Yep. Which and is then your within root. that, within that, there's a modal that needs to be shown and hidden based on some piece of state or props on the the root component. Right. Yep. And so what I need to do is toggle this piece of state to say filters are visible, filters are not visible. Yep. Right. Yep. And so from my static. Can uh, I can I attempt like how how I would do this in view just to anchor this concept? Sure. You'd have a root component. I would have a piece of data on that root component, and it would be called should show filters or something. Sure. And then in the root component, I have a button that's called show yep. filters. Yep. That fires a method called show filters, yep. and it sets that state to true. Yep. And then I have a modal that is bound to that state of should show or not. Mm-hmm. And so it just shows as soon as the thing gets set to true. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's correct. Okay. Um, so then now I've got this navigation options uh, static property that contains the definition of the button. Right? Okay. The button that's going to trigger the toggling. I don't understand that. So there's a button that I'll press that will trigger the toggling. Right. Right? Like that it, button... It, it contains the JSX of the button? Yeah. Okay. So you have a static property on this root component thing that mm-hmm. is set to... Let's not say navigation options. We'll just say like button, like static. Well, it matters that it's navigation options. Does it? Yeah. Okay. Um. So, but the real problem is like it's... So it's navigation options and then it has a sub property called header left which is basically like you can return whatever you want here and that's what's going to go into this left bucket of the header okay right and so because in your render function or whatever you would just do like some string concatenation or something to include navigation options dot left header no i don't render the header okay that's the problem with this package i have no control over the rendering of the header except for what i pass into this thing okay so something else is looking at navigation options to extract the header out of yes oh you're using a plugin or something of some sort react navigation yes oh so your class extends react navigation uh like way up the line this screen is rendered by a navigator okay so there's some specific react native things here right this is not just react native it's like a third-party plugin it happens to be like the big third-party plugin for navigation on mobile Gotcha. Um, that clears something up. Yeah. So it, it, this isn't my choice. I don't want to be here. I'm here. You know, I'm, right. I'm dancing with the one who brung me at sure. this point, you know, but uh, like, I don't want to be doing any of this. Um, so I've got like a, I've got a static property called navigation options yep. that you can either return an object uh, and then it's fine, or you can return a function that returns an object. Okay. If you return a function that returns an object, you can access the navigation object. Okay. That's, it gets passed like into can, it or something? That gets passed into it. Okay. And so from there, you can access navigation.properties. Uh, okay. Or not properties, params. Okay. And so basically the way that I have to access the... Uh, the If I want the booted up... If I want to access a booted up React component, because my static 
property gets called long before the component is booted up? Yes. Okay. If I want to access a booted up version of that component yep. or access like a function on that component sure. after it's been booted up, I have to pass that into the navigation params. How do you do that? Like, there's like a navigation.setparam method that's part of the package. Okay. Okay. Um, so there's like a global navigation yep. state gotcha. above this whole thing. Okay. So what I have to do is pass my handler method, my toggle yep. filters method into the navigation params. Yep. Which then get passed down. And then you check to see if through, it exists. Which now end up inside that navigation object that right. was passed into my navigation options. Right. So now I can say on my button, on press, this dot navigation dot state dot params dot handle button press. Beautiful. It's so ugly. It's like <laughs> one of the worst design okay, things I've so seen. Okay, so refactor to hooks. Uh-huh. How does it work with hooks? It doesn't it doesn't work any better. Okay. So it's just that that thing is not solved. That okay. I was just explaining that the reason I can't refactor these components, these gotcha. screens. Gotcha. These are the ones you can't refactor. These are the ones <laughs> where static components are absolutely required. I see. Because or static properties are absolutely required because of the bad design of this very good but bad it's very plugin. interesting and this is officially react supported like react i don't know like i say i don't know if it's official official but it's definitely like you know like widely on like accepted. a php league level yeah okay, right? It, right it's it's like as it's like as official as you know sure some, community official or whatever i don't know. right it's community official interesting that sounds like no fun Ugh. so backing out refactoring sorry to, i took you way deep into my i'm week. glad i love a good deep dive uh-huh um i i love understanding the react world i've never well i've mostly never written anything in react i did some of sam's workshops <laughs> mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. uh but i've pretty much never done anything in react and i read like a good amount about react because you know there's parallels and like you can understand everything if you come from yeah. view gotta um, keep up and generally i love the things they're doing like I read Dan, Ab- Dan Ab- Abramov or Abramov. I always said Abramov. It's probably Abramov. I've always said Abramov. Yeah, it's probably Sorry Abramov. Um, Daniel Abramov had a man who sons. Had Daniel Abramov. Um, so his blog is killer, and I discovered it somewhat recently since I started working on Livewire and just dove it because it's yep. it's amazing. It's like a really good blog, um, and yeah, so. Anyway, I'm just rambling, but I love what I see in React and the things that happen in React and go on and like some of the core, I didn't understand some of the core differences between React and Vue. And in some ways, it's just so, it's superior in some ways. In other ways, I, well, it's trade-offs. It's trade-offs. Yeah, superior it's trade-offs. Opinion. It's all trade-offs. It's all trade-offs. But I was uh, surprised. In some ways, it's much simpler. But I mean, it's a classic trade-off. Did I say the word trade-off yet? Laravel. Yeah, let's, run, let's run it back. Trade off. Trade off. Like like Laravel is all is well mostly about uh, developer experience. You know. Right. So there's under the hood trade offs like facades are a great example. Something right. that is just wacky to a newcomer. It's just right. wacky. They see it and they have to sort of just adopt it as some syntax that works. And they could even be fooled into thinking that it's a static method call. 
um, where, and it's totally not, it's just absolute hackery. Um, mm-hmm. but we love it because it makes the experience just, just buttery smooth. Uh, Vue.js similarly, like it does, it, it gets its tentacles and all your data and it adds observers to everything like getters and setters to everything. Um, so you don't have to do any of that, like set state and stuff. So Vue knows it's updated. It just hooks itself in and just knows, um, yep. you can access props with this dot. You can access data with this dot. You can access methods with this dot. There's so, there's so uh-huh. like, there's, it's crazy. Cause there's less syntax to learn in some ways. Mm-hmm. And they, and it's just traded off in, in other directions, but under the hood, it's, it's more complex in some areas where react is feels so much more bare metal and, and you have more tools that you know how that, that you can mix and match in creative ways because well, they're you kind of have less tools. But you have access to more of JavaScript, I think. Sure. Which yep. has a lot of tools. Definitely. But it's like the number of actual React developed tools, I think, is a lot lower than the number of Vue developed tools. That's interesting. I <clears throat> I think just because React is so much more popular, that's not true. But let's pretend that they're the same amount of popularity. Sorry, I, I'm, I'm assuming that you only have React installed, right? I'm saying that the, the tools that the library gives you. Gotcha. Gotcha. Right? Sure. So, like, React doesn't actually give you that much. Yeah. Um, it basically gives you, like, JSS, JSX rendering, set state, and uh, event lifecycle hooks. Yep. Like, those are the big ones that it gives you. And now it has all these hooks and effects and stuff. Um, but it feels like Vue has, like, a lot of stuff it gives you. Yes, it does give you a lot of stuff. It's idiomatic. I mean, I guess there's mm-hmm. anything is idiomatic, but it... Yeah. It just depends on your idiom, I suppose. I know. There's prescriptions. Yeah. And there's very direct ways of doing accomplishing specific things, which to a newcomer is wonderful. And mm-hmm. React to a newcomer is bewildering. Mm-hmm. Like and it still feels that way. Um, but when when you learn the idioms and when you reach the next level of learning, which is, oh, I'm using ES six, so mm-hmm. I can now play. Where Vue mm-hmm. to play feels like you're hacking it. It feels yeah. out of bounds, you know? Yeah. Like whenever you drop down below the officially supported API, because it's usually tailored API where React sometimes is not tailored API. Uh-huh. It's just JavaScript that they, you know. Yep. Anyway, um, so hooks, you have this set state hook in a functional component. Uh, you pass in the value, the initial value, the initial state. Mm-hmm. So if I wanted to, to create a counter component, a functional component that's a counter component, Yep. I, and it starts at four. It starts at four. For some, so for some in reason. the function, I say const. No. Um, is it let? It would have to be let or whatever. Or uh, I think you can just. I, yeah, I think it's got to be let. Okay. So let's say we have let. Um, array structure. First argument is count. Second mm-hmm. argument is set count. Mm-hmm. Equals set state. And I pass in the integer four. It's a use state. Use state. Okay. And I pass in the integer four. Uh-huh. Then a little bit lower, I return a block of JSX. Mm-hmm. And in that block of JSX, I say um, H1 so tag, you... and then I string concatenate in count. Count, 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 right? Why count, count? Well, count is a string, and then count is a variable. Count You're... is a string. It doesn't matter. Oh, because I'm saying count four? Okay. Yeah, like count, colon, count. Count, colon, count. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. So you want to render the count to the page is the point. 
Gotcha. And then and then you're done. That's that's the business. Uh-huh. And then say you have a button yeah. and you want to increment the count. Okay. Yep. You would just say button on press set count count plus 1 or count mm-hmm. plus plus. Button on count or button on press. So you're going to have to help me cuz I don't know JSX that well. So button sure. on press is all in a string. JSX string. It, it's in JSX. JSX, yeah, so right, doing... which is not a string. Yeah. That's okay. Right, 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 right. Okay. JSX. So you're just doing button dot on or button on press button is a property. On press. And then equals what quotes. Uh equals uh curly braces. So equals curly I'm gonna, braces. I'm gonna do some JavaScript now. Right, right. You're teaching um, me React in JSX. Yeah. And then you would just do set count. Set count. Count plus plus. Count plus plus. Dig. Okay. And then every time you press it, it calls the set count method that you declared earlier gotcha. with your array destructure. And then uh and then it gets count plus pluses it and then passes right. it into that. Yeah. So hooks are coming to view, I think. And I've heard that. Um but in view, so view has functional components. Does it not? Can, may I can I just Please. make a point? Doesn't does it not seem like there's a lot of things that come to React and then come to View. Absolutely. Seems a little bit like that, right? Totally. Um, yeah. I I actually, I one of is. the thoughts that runs through my head, when I get, um, when I, in my times of insecurity about mm-hmm. Livewire. Um, you find yourself in times of trouble. <laughs> I think uh, Evan Yu comes to me. Um, uh-huh. I think speaking those words of wisdom. Uh I think how does Evan you feel work building React, maintain you know, having React sorry, having view, view and knowing that React exists. Uh-huh. Right? Does I imagine if I were him, there would be times where I would go, I would see some criticism on Hacker News mm-hmm. or on um Reddit or something. Or on the, like, the No Plans to Merge podcast. View is <laughs> view steals everything from React. React started everything. The community is way bigger. It's faster. It's got X, Y, and Z. And Vue just smothers all the syntax over everything and Uh is bad, right? And I could see in a moment of insecurity him feeling like, oh my gosh, am I living a lie? Am I building this thing? Am I like selling something I shouldn't be selling? Should we all just switch to React? Or let's say I'm Taylor with Laravel, like, Oh, is it really, you know, I, I could see him, ha- you know, uh, if, like Rails exists, you know, uh-huh. being like, well, well, Rails exists. Like, I'm just stealing everything from Rails. I'm not saying he does, but lots of things yeah, are yeah. stolen from Rails. I'm just stealing everything from Rails. When are, you know, should we all just switch to Rails? Like, yeah. am I living a lie? Yeah. Um, That was just kind of a tangent, but I really, that actually, that thought consoles me yeah. in my well, times the, of insecurity. The thing about View and Evan, though is that Evan is so public about just declaring over and over and over again how much better than React View is and is how much right? faster the rendering is and how much it's I just I guess I don't like, follow him closely enough to Oh man, the interviews the interviews like when he was on Full Stack the first time mm-hmm. right before they released View 2.0 it was like he was just trashing React. Yeah. And so to me, if if he feels any insecurity about the state of view, 
he's not he's letting that it well. bleed into his public <laughs> uh yeah persona right that's interesting yeah yeah i mean view view has the place because it is so darn user-friendly and it's yeah. becoming less and less Certain user-friendly users. As no it's, no it's, it's incredibly friendly to the user who just started and who's been using it forever i mean it's certain times i don't know i feel like i can do anything in view that you can do in react but i could do it better (laughs) well that's the thing right certain things you can do better certain things you. oh i don't even know if there's certain things you could do better but but view comes with things you you that has like transition objects Mm -hmm. or transition components out of the box you can just make a transition you Mm -hmm. you like have a transition tag you pass in some other tags with vfs and Mm -hmm. it'll handle all the transitioning for you Mm-hmm. Like you can just add these classes, whatever. There's so many things that it does that are just, just beautiful. And I think that's but, uh, why it's, it's, it has its place. I'm not saying it doesn't have its oh, place. No, I know. What, 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 what did you say that, that prompted me to go on this diet? What's that? I said it, it may have its place, but its place is not in my heart. Ah, uh, <laughs> yeah. Like I said, like the further I get away from view, I wonder, I should, I don't, I can't speak in, until I really use react. You should make something. I should, but I'm I'm trying to not. Uh, you you're making another thing right now. You're a little busy. I'm a little busy. I'm a little busy. So, so yeah, uh, that's cool. React hooks. Oh, my question was, how does React know to update the thing? To update what thing? How does it know to update the count when you run the method? How does it know? How does it know to rerun the function? Is that like what function? The the functional component. Oh yeah, I watched the talk. When I watched the talk, I understood, and now I don't understand it anymore. Okay, it's one of those things where I got learned, and then I I got it enough that like a light bulb flicked in my head, yep. and then yeah. the light bulb went out. Again. I think so. That, I don't know. Right when I read about them, that's the same thing that happened, and that's why I needed you to re-explain them. Um, I really suggest if you're if you're here. And we'll put this in show notes because it's just so cool. Uh, just go watch the Dan Abramoff uh, React Conf talk. It's very good. And hooks have their own section of the docs that has like, it's like a six page guide or something in the React docs walking you through hooks. Cool. Um, so I would recommend watch the video and read those if you're interested. Nice. So in view, if hooks come to view, I'm thinking that less people would use them because we have functional components in view, but they're not functions to my knowledge. At least last I was like right. steeped you have, in the world. You have something in view. Yeah. They're functional components. You have these, they don't well, have state. You have these single page components. Well, that's every component. Oh, no, 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 no. That. Right, right. But like, it's, it's not like you have classes and functions, right? right. Yeah. Which yes. is what we have in, in react. Right. Where it's and like, the purist in me loves that that's that way in react. That it's yeah. truly, like, it's clear that this is a class yeah. and this is a function. Where view, you pass, I don't know, is it a prop that you say, like, function? Or maybe it's, like, an attribute on the root element that's, like, or template tag that's, like, functional, true, or something. I don't know. Oh, weird. But but it's the exact same syntax as a normal component. You just don't have access to state. You can access weird. props. Yeah. And I don't know if you have, and you don't even have to call a render function or anything it just use you know Uh use your template as normal so Uh hooks wouldn't be a big like people would be like well why would i use hooks in a functional component and not just use a normal component that has state 
Yeah. You know? So, mm-hmm. so it's, it's interesting to me that hooks are so popular in react. I do think it exposes some, like some deeper things about react and its syntax being so verbose that people are, I think the driver would be more for simplicity than for some performance that Dan and Abramoff is telling you exists. You know? I don't think it's necessarily a performance that people want. It's the ability to not, uh, pass things all the way through so you the with the uh the context one in specific but like oh there's okay. situations where you can avoid like the like nested callback situation gotcha by using hooks so two children of a parent can share state somehow through this right. use context hook? well yeah that's what contexts are basically um and then there are also like ways where say like Say I have a, a thing here that, sorry, I'm backing off the mic. Say I have a thing like up at the top level that uh, declares a context, right? Yeah. And uses a context provider. Yeah. Um, and then I've got nesting, 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 nesting all the way down. Yeah. One of my, one of my things can just say use context. Interesting. And if that context is provided upstream from it, it has access to it. Gotcha. So that's the that's the like main uh pitch for like for that type of hook. Gotcha. And in view I don't I don't know if I've ever used provides and inject. I think those are the words, but a similar thing exists to my knowledge in view. In your root thing you can say provide something and then in any child you can say inject and it'll sort of take it from Really? Yes. Yeah. Remember when we were talking about like man, I really wish that there was like global state in view that was just for like this set of components, mm-hmm. you know, and I didn't have to install Vuex, you know, yep. blah, blah, blah. There you That's go. That's it. That's, That's it right it. there. That's it right there. The crazy stuff I've done to achieve that. Yeah. Yeah. You should give it a shot. Try it out. Try it out. Try it out. Yep. So view. Uh, so view. J- React JavaScript. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, you want to give us a quick update on on your endeavors? Um, the quick update would be that I did a bunch of user testing. So we talked about mm-hmm. user testing on the last two episodes ago, yeah. but um, at that point I'd only done one and mm-hmm. or two, and so the week after I did like six, I think six or seven. Um, yeah. And it was how'd they go? Again, user testing superpowers, crazy. Yep. Yep. Um, and some of them were long like three hours long. Um, I was completely blown away by how willing people were to help out. Like um, I got on a call. I don't know if I can shout out names. I'm just going to shout out names. Why not? Um, Well, then if I shout out names, I run the risk of missing someone. All right. So Lucas Mitchett, I don't know how to pronounce his name. Michaud? Sure. Uh, He's the number three contributor to Laravel. after graham campbell and mr otwell Mm -hmm. um so i've seen him around like github forever and he hit me up and was like hey i'd love to test it out and i was like sweet that's awesome so so we got on a call and this guy this freaking guy this guy this guy oh it was crazy i I did calls with other people and Uh would give him a mission like go through the quick start get livewire up and running on your on your app and then play with it and you mm-hmm. know, and they would look at the docs as they needed, do a lot of skimming and just playing. Mm-hmm. This guy, he read through every line of the docs and he did every single code example. Like 
everything. Like you couldn't wow. put more attention to detail to this than he did. And mm-hmm. I just couldn't believe it. And, you know, maybe halfway through, he's like, well, I probably shouldn't do every single code example because we'll be here all day. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. yeah. But, and he, he found things and had suggestions that were so finely tuned. Like, oh, you're using, I have the show context component, but, mm-hmm. uh, but, and I'm mo- route model binding a contact model. He's like, you shouldn't do that because you, you should contact or you should model bind the, the, the user model because every app comes with a user model. And you can still call mm-hmm. the component show contact, but just inject the user model because if a, u- a user is following this and, and doing this themselves, they'd have to create it. Contact, you know, use the user model. And it, it's just yeah. like tiny little things that, that were like, oh, yeah, that, that makes sense. But I would have never zoomed in that closely to have that insight. Um, how, how buggy is it right now? Um, how, like in your user testing, how many times do people? Because you said Hemphill ran oh, up against some bugs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so there, there. How was, many bugs are people running up? It's against funny at this that point? the bugs that people run up against are like the kind of bugs where one thing is wrong, so a bunch of things are wrong. But then uh-huh. I realize after the fact, like Hemphill, I had him send me his repo. I pulled it up and I realized we were instantiating Livewire twice. That was the problem. Oh. So if oh, I did, if you right. didn't instantiate Livewire twice, then everything would work perfectly. Um, so it's pretty solid. It's not super buggy, but there are things that there were things that caused bugs for people. It was instantiating twice. Um, oh, not having a div as a root component, a uh, root element in your, in your component, stuff like that. That I just need to be clear about in the docs. Um, mm-hmm. but it's pretty solid through the user testing. I, I had some big moments. Um, I ripped out a ton of functionality. I ripped out a ton of features. Um, I axed a bunch of stuff in moments of clarity. And it sucks because I spent so much time on these things. Um, mm-hmm. And to just cut them out feels What'd you horrible. Oh, so the biggest one I axed, one of the biggest ones was WebSockets. Um, you axed WebSockets I axed completely? them completely. I removed wow, every bit that's of where code this came from. that uses WebSockets. That's insane, dude. Completely. And that's wow. not to say we can't add it back. You can create right. a custom driver. It's pretty extensible. Right. Um, but it's just, I, you're not including it by default. Yeah. I did a user test with someone and they said they got to the, the part of in the WebSockets part and there's the command artisan, uh, live wire colon start. And that starts mm-hmm. the WebSocket server. And they got to it and they went, Oh, I wouldn't make this a command. And I'm like, what? It was so out of my, like, this was the first thing I did with live wire was make WebSockets. Like that was day yeah, one. Yeah, yeah was it was meant to be a WebSockets thing. So right. my head is so not able to grasp why he would say remove this command. And yeah. his point is like, people aren't really going to use this in production. Yeah. Like you shouldn't give this to them because people are going to try to run this in production. But what? Like it uses Ratchet underneath. And if you use yeah. Laravel WebSockets Spotsy's package, that uses Ratchet underneath. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's like quote unquote scalable. But mm-hmm. it's a lot of you having to configure like Nginx and daemons to keep stuff running and managing these long-running processes on the server. And that's just not a mature thing right now. Like, it's not something mm-hmm. people will realistically do or mm-hmm. and if, if even do well. Um, yeah. And it was just this moment of clarity where I need somebody to tell me that like, this is cool and you're going to get people to go, ooh, this is cool. But yep. people are not going to be using this in production. And unless you write a pusher implementation, which has a whole other list of complications um he's like people using websockets in production are using pusher or socket io they're not using spots he's laravel websockets they're not using ratchet 
um, or right. swool or any stuff like that. Yep. So I was like, you know what? You're right. I'm I think it that's a good point. It's, it's a great that's point. A shame. It's a shame that you had to like enter through that door and spend yeah. dozens of hours at least, if not hundreds of hours building that. Yep. But at least you learned a lot about websockets. That's the thing. And it, and uh, I, I, that's, I mean, that's the moral of the story to this whole exper- experience. Uh. I, I asked, um, I, this is a big one that I may actually, if anybody's listening to this and they get scared, I may put this back in like before I release anything, um, nested components. So this is, this is crazy, but nesting components Explain. in Livewire. So if a Livewire yes. component, if you know Vue, just think of it like Vue. Right. Um, they're components. They have state. You can yep. bind to a click or bind data to the state and do stuff. Um, sure, they have sure. render functions. Yeah. So if you nest them, there, there's power in nesting, right? Like nesting is, nesting components is one of the most powerful architectural paradigms I think I've ever encountered. You know, like when uh-huh. I was, when, we've talked about this, like in Vue, there's one thing, components, you know, there's not extending, there's not any of this, there's just components and nesting them. Okay. So I wanted to create that in Livewire and there's a bunch of reasons why it's a lot harder than it is in Vue. Um, but basically the long story short is I think I spent maybe a month, a solid month of work and pain on making components work. And it was the Uh feature that just is so hard to get right and to make intuitive. And there's so, I can't even begin to tell you of the problems with it. So this is like children, basically children. Totally. Okay. Yep. So you just asked it. So I deleted it. I deleted all the codes surrounding it. That's fine. And the code base got so much cleaner and all of these big, me taking this ax to these things, it like, it brought every time it, it hurt me, but it brought me up to a state of, okay, this is a lot more solid now. Okay. This is actually legit. Like, like there's no doubt Ajax works, <laughs> you know, yeah. I feel very confident with somebody using this in production because Ajax works. So that's one check mark. This is beautiful to me that. Like if you if you look at sort of our the history of our conversations over the past year and a half or so, the sort of the arc of Caleb Porzio and Ajax is a beautiful thing. You know, it's <laughs> it's this thing that Oh <laughs> that's funny. Go on. It's this thing that started with like J- JavaScript good on front end, but no use Ajax. Yeah. Only only pass prop. Yes, that's that's the like original Caleb Porzio. Uh, well, original like, pre twenty percent time, Caleb Porzio loved Ajaxing Jason. Right, right. But then, so, so yeah, yeah. Then there's up. like S- SPA all the time, blah blah yes. blah, super coolness. But and then, then it was up. like Ajax, no good, only fast prop. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> then, then the, you sort of evolve slightly to like mm, Ajax, okay, but prefer pass prop. Yep. Um, <laughs> and then. At a certain point, you decided, and this is the beautiful thing about Livewire, is like, Ajax, great. JavaScript, no good. (laughs) (laughs) Only write Blade. Still use Ajax. (laughs) Which is hilarious. So you've you've landed in this weird place where, like, you've somehow eliminated writing JavaScript components, yet added in... uh, ajax it's true so like you you're just using ajax and only php it's hilarious that is very true it's a it really is a powerful thing that combination 
so many possibilities yeah oh man powerful thing yeah so that's what's happening with livewire i did all those user tests and actually um so i have this email newsletter and i know you do yeah and you've been you've been using your your livewire teases as a great way to pitch your newsletter i've seen yeah do you are you're not on my newsletter right i think i am do you get my emails i don't know i''t don't really read that much email okay I don't think you are okay um feel free to add me <laughs> okay um I don't think you are, but so I want to say here that uh-huh. every time I send out one of these newsletters i before I send it out, I'm like like I could do anything with this like this yeah. is me just writing I could do something so i so I started out as doing kind of secret things like i sent I posted a blog post and I didn't tweet it or anything. I just sent it to the email newsletter and it was like hey, just for fun, I'm just going to only send this to you. So you feel mm-hmm. like you're in a secret club. Great. Mm-hmm. And then the next one, I was like, you know what? I could tease stuff to them that I wouldn't tease to anyone else or the blog or Twitter. So I mm-hmm. sent them the logo like a month ago and was like, or no, I said, hey, reply to this email and I'll send you I'll send you the Livewire logo I just made. And so mm-hmm. people replied and were like, yo, let's get that logo. And so I sent them. So actually somebody on Twitter today, I just posted the logo because I am scrapping the logo. But somebody on Twitter oh. today... Uh, yeah um that was part of the user tests was me learning that that's a bad logo um but uh yeah so somebody on twitter today was like look at all these people saying it's so cool but that i I don't know something like 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 uh i i liked the logo before it was cool to like the logo or something like that um and then i i did like just yesterday i was like you know what i could send the docs of livewire to everybody in this email newsletter and not tell anyone and tell them keep did you it a do secret. It? So I did it. And I it's it and I said keep it a secret. Don't tell anyone outside the email newsletter. It's just between us email newsletter buds. And uh I gotta get on this newsletter. You gotta Caleb. get on the newsletter. So And you you the listener, you better get on that newsletter. So you gotta get on the newsletter because uh crazy stuff happens there. Um so Whew. it's kind of fun. And t- so now I'm interacting with all these people. Like if you sign up for the newsletter, at least for now, because I'm sort of hundred percent on this project um like reply to it like anybody can reply just hit reply and talk to me and people don't think like that because i never thought like i would never think to do that from to just reply newsletter. to a newsletter to just reply to a newsletter what what uh software do you use to run it oh uh mailchimp 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 <laughs> yeah <laughs> i i would love to use convert kit but uh-huh. every time i go to use it it's pricier yep and and i think I don't know. At this point, it's not necessary. So, word. Hey, um, is the CSS for your newsletter subscribe button on your blog broken? It is. If you have, uh, wait, I wonder. the The good looking version is still bad looking. Uh huh. So, what you're no, seeing, I'm, you... I'm getting a no CSS version. Yeah, that happens if you have something to some some like. Oh, ad blocker or something. I don't think it's just ad blocker because I have ad blocker. But yeah, some extension. Stauffer messaged me one time. He's like, yo, your CSS on your thing's broken. I checked it. It's not. Okay. Week later, he's like, yo, dude, your thing's still broken. I'm like, you're broken, yeah, Matt. It's it's broken for me. Yeah. Let's see what happens if I disable ad blocker. Pause on this site. No, that's not it either. All right. Are you using well, Firefox, maybe? I'm in Chrome. Weird. Um. Who knows? The the whole blog, the whole website, the whole... New, th- this is all Yagni. This is like... 
I cannot put my focus on making this amazing right now. Making good website. Yeah, making good website. Yeah. Websites suck. Website, same website for three years. Mm-hmm. Can't edit it. Oh, can't update oh, it. Only pass props. Only pass. Can only publish new posts. Cannot change anything about the website <laughs> because yeah. it's a Node app, and I don't want to like open up. Oh, a is Node this? App. What is this? Ghost, Ghost or something? Yeah. 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 Nice, nice, nice. So Good. sometime we'll Good. have to do. There are so many things I want to talk. Yeah, where to is my user test, Caleb Forzio? It's about, gotta happen soon. I know we do have to do the user test. I. This is the thing about me user testing with you. Mm-hmm. I don't want to until it's really mm-hmm. good, you know. Yeah, but you, Caleb, listen, I'm not gonna like you any less. Oh, you know. Oh, I'm not gonna throw you out to the wolves. We could do it. We should do it. There's one feature that we came out to. of. You know, David Pice, Pice, PC. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's mm-hmm. uh, he did Laravel Advent a while ago that we were on. Mm-hmm. Remember? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Laravel community member, super cool guy. He came Mad to the chill. user test. Mad Jill came to the user test with a me- like this guy did a ton of preparation. He this is crazy. Brace yourself. He took a Spark application, Laravel Spark. He ripped yes. out all of the JavaScript of it. He converted all the view into Blade, so it looks the same okay. but has no behavior. So he comes okay. onto the call and he goes. He's like starts immediately. He's already has it installed before I can even tell him how to install it. Livewire. Uh-huh. He's like, okay, I want to see if I convert convert Spark to Livewire. Convert Spark from View to Livewire. He's like, I ripped it all out. It's ready to go. And and then he had this huge checklist. He's like, here's if you can answer all these questions. If the answer to all these questions is yes, I have no reason to not use View or to not use Livewire for all my apps. And so whoa, yeah, so many things. He had all this stuff ready. And we ran. Was the answer to all of them yes? So that was the day after I ripped out nested components. <laughs> ah. And, and he's like, so how do I get these components to communicate? And I'm like, oh, that sucks. So funny story. Um, you might just need to use blade includes for everything. And so, but on that call, we basically conjured up a way to, oh, it's so dope. We're like, we should just make a, just an event bus system just a global event bus system a crude like hey i'm not gonna write nesting components right now but components can fire events globally and listen to events globally so they can react mm-hmm. to each other simple mm-hmm. enough then we realized we could trigger stuff like like laravel echo okay so you, you know laravel echo yes you, you it uses laravel's broadcasting stuff and you can sign up to these events on uh with pusher with echo's okay. front end i don't know whatever so you yes. have echo which has a front end component where you can listen to stuff and like a javascript callback that happens yeah a javascript callback that happens when an event somewhere in the back end is fired right because yes. echo talks to pusher pusher talks to your front end echo echo, echo. exactly yes so if we had a global event system in livewire what's to yeah. stop us from Nothing. providing a public API in Livewire and JavaScript where you can, in Laravel Echo, you could uh-huh. just listen for like a um, notification added Echo channel. Give it to them. And then in uh-huh. that callback, you would say livewire.emit notification added. And if you had a yeah. component on that page that listened for that, the component would go back to the server and re-render with that new information. Mm-hmm. So essentially, it's creating like, it's it's the Livewire that, it's crazy because it's all just Ajax and Pusher and Echo, 
But mm-hmm. it, it, but the stuff that you thought you needed WebSockets to do early the on. The stuff that I thought I needed, like even further out than that. Like, yeah. like crazy webs. Not just like a WebSocket connection between the front and the back end. Like every instance knows about each other. Everything's connected. There's this huge like communication system in the back. All that's just shortcutted out with the simple Laravel Echo implementation. That's crazy. So I could just provide it out of the box and just be like, hey, if you have Laravel Echo installed, this will just work. You know, which is cool. So like imagine like, uh, you know, Adam's like ticket selling app. That's like the default like uh, demo app. Ticket for, Beast. Yeah, Ticket Beast. Um, so imagine you have like a concert where like tickets go on sale at a certain time. Yep. Right. And like and you were using Livewire. Right. Yep. You could you could show the like the page that says tickets go on sale at this time right up until that time. And then you fire an event. That yep. could hit everyone and like reload the re-render the page to allow them to buy tickets. Totally. Sort of simultaneously. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Yep. That's pretty cool. Yeah, isn't that's that cool? cool? Yeah. So now it unlocks all that real time I mean, stuff. That's but... obviously like the only, that's the use case for like I some for some reason need to talk to all people, you know? Right. But like but like there's so many other use cases for that for like normal shopping cart indicator normal stuff or like day to day stuff. Yeah. It's funny that in general, I don't use Echo. I think there's one project that I used Echo on and it was for, pretty sure it was for shopping cart stuff, but mm-hmm. um, maybe it was for post comments updating or whatever. Um, but I, in general, like my need, and that's when I actually WebSocket stuff originally when I was, when I actually introduced the Ajax stuff, I was like, you know what? That's a novelty. Like server sent, server sent events. That's a novelty to me. Like, that's not my use case. I I use mm-hmm. Vue and Laravel all day, every day, and I never do server-sent events. And mm-hmm. I've created plenty of apps without them, you know? Mm-hmm. And you can use polling if you really need something like that. Um, mm-hmm. So that was a big aha moment. But then in these user tests, I'm talking to people, and I asked I, I asked somebody, I was like, I, kn- I was telling them this, and they're like, I always use Echo. I use Echo all the time. They're like, Whoa. the type of apps they work on, they're explaining it to me, they use this kind of thing like crazy these sort of live real-time updates so dashboards and indicators and location trackers and all sorts of stuff interesting so anyway dude i could talk forever about this stuff and there are some I'm sure you would i would there are some big like high level discussions i would love to have with you mm-hmm. on the show but you mm-hmm. need to try LiveWire first yep and uh we'll have to do that episode yeah i cannot i think that episode is going to be very interesting i agree because one of two things is going to happen and most likely something in between right either i'm going to try livewire and like last time we talked high level about livewire at my house okay um i got full of ideas mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and i was like you should do this you should do this you should yeah. do this i think that will be very irritating to you now that you're in a place where it's basically like you're, you're, down. you're sanding off the rough edges. I am, yeah. you know? Um, and I'm going to get in there and be like, oh, my God, you should build the Eiffel Tower on top of this <laughs> package, you know? I or, would love that, though. Or the other thing is, like, I'm just going to be totally blown away and be like, I need to start using this in my apps. Mm. Like, and it's probably going to be somewhere in between. Um, but it's going to be an interesting episode regardless because either i'm going to be like full of inspired joy or i'm going to be full of like 
possibilities and potential. Yep. And either or, either one's or it's going to be really or, or super disappointing. Really disappointing and I'll lose respect for you. <laughs> yeah. Um but you know, what one of the three at least. Yes. I I can't mm. wait. We're going to have to do it. Um definitely. Mm. I just tried to get uh, view to work with LiveWire, so you could just add a view component in your LiveWire component for fun. Does it work? No, I learned a ton about how view works, though. <laughs> <laughs> and me and Mitch tried this the other day, and I'll stop with tangents after this one. Mm-hmm. I learned that Vue.js, mm-hmm. when you have ID equals app on your page, mm-hmm. and Vue like gets tentacles into your whole mm-hmm. DOM by default mm-hmm. in Laravel. It strips out every new line and space element in the DOM. Like it removes them. Yes. Why? I don't know. And there are crazy things, right? So it strips them out. So what was happening is like LiveWire would load and know the state of everything. Uh Then Vue instantiates because Vue takes longer than LiveWire. Vue instantiates and it strips all that stuff. Then LiveWire gets an update from the back end and compares it to what's on the page and it sees right. a big difference. And then it just breaks because it's looking, it's trying to compare like a new line element to a, you know, uh, like a span The entire DOM on the line. Yeah. So it totally breaks it. So yeah. anyway, I could, I could go on and on even more. Ad nauseum. As they Ad say. nauseum about uh-huh. like the craziness of that. I did end up overcoming that. So. Wow. That doesn't mean view components work in LiveWire, but I overcame that hurdle. So there you go, D. Cole. Sounds like it doesn't not mean that either. Yeah, there's potential for it to work. It's just how willing am I to to like make exceptions for view? Dude, when you when you get some contributors in this repo, it's gonna be crazy for you. Cause I think they're like just hearing how how ready and prepared people were for user testing. Like yeah. there's people who have things that they want to build. I know. And like, as soon as you open this repo, I feel like the floodgates are going to open on PRs and you're going to have to figure out, like, you're going to have to promote some people who can like read PRs, you know, like you're, you're going to be busy. We'll see. It's definitely, yeah, it's going to be busy. Like, yeah. I don't know. What I would say is like, don't plan on, say the sabbatical were to end, right? <laughs> Say the sabbatical were to end and you were to like seek employment or uh, take a full-time client or something like that, right? Yeah. I would just say don't launch LiveWire like the week before that because you're going to have you're, right. you're going to have some pull requests to deal with. <laughs> that is definitely a thought, you know, like, you know, right now I can, I have full capacity. Um, yeah, young sabbatical. Right. So I'm trying to bring people in slowly and... Uh-huh. uh um, so like David's actually working on that event bus thing and he's like shooting stuff mm-hmm. to me and we're working back and forth. Um, if anybody listening wants in on the business and wants to like test live wire and get into the repo and start contributing and helping out and testing it and stuff, that would just be the wonderfulest thing. So yeah, I can't wait to use it. Someone, uh, someone should put something on my calendar or something, you know? Yeah, we'll have to get something down, huh, Deco? Yeah, get something, throw it on the, get something, it on the uh, calendar. Small amount of peace. Uh... Okay. 
All right, that's a podcast. Good podcast with Good the decal. Thanks for hanging Wrap out. It. Wrap it. Wrap it. Cut it. Kill it. Buy it. I'm use out. it. Break it. Fix it. Buy it. Bop it. Ba-na-na-na-na-na.